Let's pray. May the words from my mouth and the meditations upon our collective hearts be acceptable in your sight. You are our rock. You are our redeemer. You are our Abba. Amen. Throughout our kids' lives, we have not been the cool house. We weren't the place where kids would gather to party together. We weren't the house that kids would play video games together at. We weren't the house that kids would race to and race around on quads or check the liquor cabinet when we weren't home. We've been a pretty boring place to hang out. And yet, we've been the go-to house. We've been the place where our kids' friends have asked to come when a parent was struggling with substance abuse and in a rage. We've been the place where our kids' friends have asked to come when they felt rejected by their family because they were torn down for being gay or trans and all they wanted was love and support. We've been the place where our kids' friends have asked to come when they were dealing with emotions they couldn't explain, yet were very real and very frightening. And we wouldn't have it any other way. We adopted these kids in our hearts, and they have remained there ever since. As I look back and try to reflect on how we landed as the safe house, some things came to mind. How did we become that place to turn for refuge? The reality is, it wasn't one big moment. It wasn't some huge event where we came and saved the day. We got here by slowly, steadily, and consistently providing the same message over and over again. We love our kids. We love their friends because our kids love them. Our doors are open to them at any time, day or night. We only require that a call be made home so that the child's parents knew they were safe and with us. And even if they've done something they are afraid they will be severely punished for, they're welcome to stay with us for the night. And when everyone wakes fully rested the next morning, we can sort out what the right next steps are. It's about providing a clear message that love lives here. Make no mistake, the message is also that there are expectations on the way that we care for and support one another, but those responsibilities are rewarded with an unconditional love that can't be broken. So what does that have to do with one of the most confusing aspects of our faith, the Holy Spirit? Now, Ovid once said, dripping water hollows out stone, not through force, but through persistence. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. It's slowly, steadily, persistently guiding us to be adopted into God's love through Christ. It's persistent, it's encouraging, 
and at times it's really annoying. But it's there. On Pentecost, it's tempted, it's tempting to get wrapped up in the huge event with fire and wind swirling around and all those different languages being understood by everyone else. And yes, Pentecost launched a church. One that continues today, two millennia later. But that was a blip on the radar of the work that the Holy Spirit does. We're so often perplexed by the Holy Spirit. God we get. Abba, Father, the source of benevolence and mercy and grace. Jesus we get. Messiah, Savior, Brother, the way, the truth, and the light. But the Holy Spirit? We can't seem to get a handle on it. How do we know it exists? How do we know it's within us? How do we know what it's trying to do? It's okay to be confused. Really, it is. Mystery and faith walk hand in hand, working daily to bring us closer to God and the kingdom. And there's a part of the Holy Spirit that wants us to remain this way. Because for the Holy Spirit, our focus needs to be not on the Holy Spirit, but on Christ. The Spirit wants to tear down whatever walls we put up to not see Jesus. Whatever sound we create to not hear Jesus. Whatever shield we raise to not let Jesus into our hearts. That's the daily work of the Holy Spirit. We know that God looks for us as children of the Creator. Jesus looks for the last sheep, not willing to leave a single one behind. While they search, the Holy Spirit is all around us, nudging us toward Jesus and toward God. So how do we know the Holy Spirit is at work? We feel it. But because it's slow and steady, we don't leap up and shout, there it is. It's kind of like parents. Our kids start out as infants, so sweet and gentle. And it seems like before we've batted an eye, they're off to college. Now we know that that change from infant to high school graduate Happened, and we see that transformation, but it happens at such a pace and so persistent a pace. We don't notice it when it's incrementally happening. There are just moments when we turn and say, there it is. I caught it. I caught a glimpse of it. And that's what happens with the Holy Spirit. Day after day. We don't notice it. We don't feel it. All of a sudden, oh, I saw something. There it is. It takes reflection over time to realize that it's been here all along. For me, it's so clear that the Holy Spirit is at work here in Westfield, not because of one event, but because of how this family has reshaped itself over time. Gene Stevenson Mosner shared in The Spirit of Adoption that no other model better suits the church than that of a healthy, adoptive family. Often through pain and disenchantment, the loving adoptive family releases certain expectations and embraces what they have been given. 
This is a profound act of love of which I speak, and it can be born of much loss and patience. There's also a great joy in loving freely. That's the joy that we experience here. Because we are being nudged by the Holy Spirit to love everyone, 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 we are freed to draw closer to Christ. Coaxed to show in more and more ways that God's doors are open to everyone. Inspired to welcome all to a feast that we don't host, but that we are equal guests at. Moved to extend a fraction of the grace that has been shown to us in the lives of others. And we are freer, aren't we? Paul said, all who are led by God's Spirit are God's sons and daughters. You didn't receive a spirit of slavery to lead you back again into fear, but you received a spirit that shows you are adopted as his children. That adoption has brought us maybe not to the cool house, but to the safe house. It has welcomed us in and made us heirs to everything Christ has gained. We're heirs to peace, to everlasting life, to mercy and grace. And nothing out there anywhere has the power to separate us from this family. Because nothing can separate us from God. Not enemies, not peers, not even ourselves. If the Holy Spirit wasn't alive and active in our world, we would have given up on God a long, long time ago. But we're here today at Westfield because the Holy Spirit is alive and well, drawing us in, surrounding us with love, encouraging us to go out and share the great joy that comes with being adopted into God's family. So let's celebrate with praise and joy the presence of the Holy Spirit around and within us. Let's celebrate our adoption into God's family. Let's celebrate knowing we have not a cool house, but a safe house. One filled with light and life and love. Up on the mountain, my Lord spoke. Out of his mouth came fire and smoke. Looked all around me, looked so fine. I asked the Lord if all was mine. Every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Yes, every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Amen.